hey there, uh, come on in, uh, let's have a fireside chat. Uh, thank you for joining me, Jason Stanley, as I uh, record this. It is currently election day. This is going to come out the day after the election. And so I know that there's a lot on our minds. Um, there's a lot that's not positive on our minds, too. Uh, like I said, as I recorded this, it is election day. I have no idea what the results of the election are going to be and how all of that is shaping up. And I don't even want to pretend to know what all that looks like, but I know that um, it's been so stressful, even if things uh, get get calmed down and um, even if you're in a, in a position where you feel okay to just kind of accept the election and move on, it still is hard and, and it's painful to go through all of this. So I want us to get uh, a break with this conversation. That's, that's my hope, is that this conversation helps give us a break. And I want to start by uh, sharing something if uh, this was a literal fireside chat and you were joining me at our at our house sitting around a fire you would know but uh since these are kind of virtual fireside chats that we get to have uh you wouldn't get to know to know as easily um i love pets i know that's not what you expected but um i i do i love pets i am a huge pet lover I have two dogs. They are amazing in their own ways. Um, they're pretty different from each other, but they are awesome pets. And um, I grew up with cats. We've had fish at different times. Um, and my wife raised horses, so um, that's definitely a whole other world as far as pets go. But um, I just, I love, I love having pets. I love even, the, even though they're definitely not pets, um, you know, being able to go outside and you watch a, a rabbit run by, you see a squirrel climbing up a tree, you um, hear the birds chirping and singing, and it just brings a smile to my face. And, um, and I think that they help remind us what's really important and what maybe isn't so much. Um, and so I know that this is a huge left turn in this conversation, but I just want to talk about how much I love pets and I love my pets and some positive experiences that I have. And, um, you know, if you have positive experiences with animals and with pets, then, um, hopefully as I share, you will also be, uh, getting into your mind some of your positive experiences as well. I have a, a, a boxer and a boxer pit bull mix. And they have very different personalities, but they are both such joys to have. Um, our boxer pit bull mix she is so energetic. Um, 
I mean, she'll kind of, if, if we haven't been able to get her out and get her exercise, then, um, we'll like let her out of, out of her kennel and she'll just be darting around the house and she'll just kind of get it into herself. Like, Oh, I have to run, I have to run. And she'll just go down a hallway and then back and then down and then back. And, um, she is almost aggressively friendly. I mean, the way that she wants our attention and wants to give attention can feel aggressive at times, but, um, in the, the best way possible, uh, she would love to jump up in someone's lap and be just this not small, not quite the right size lap dog. Um, and, uh, she does love to play, um, get her outside throwing a ball or a stick she loves playing um she will chase them around pretty much non-stop it takes a while to wear her out um, then we have our our boxer we've had him for most almost our entire marriage um we got him shortly after we had our first daughter and um he has always been, you know, not not as energetic or playful, um, but now he's just that old, gentle, loving companion that uh, people think about when they think about an adult dog, um, and he, uh, like I said, not as playful as our boxer pitbull mix but he is just a a wonderful companion that we have Um, and uh we are uh very blessed with these dogs um i mentioned i grew up with cats um and i do love cats i don't have any partially because i uh i'm slightly allergic to them i'll get uh sniffles if i'm around too much cat hair but um it's also largely because my wife is not very interested in cats, so that kind of mixes that. But um, I I love how pets really do have a sense of how you're feeling, and if you're down and you're upset, they they know, and they try to come alongside you and they try to help. Uh, help with your emotions, trying to cheer you up, try to let you know that, that they're around and that they care about you. And, um, I mean, right now, um, with all of the COVID stuff going on and, and we're coming into flu season and so all of that's picking up and we have this election that is getting us bitterly divided, um, with all of this stuff happening, I think that's what a lot of us would like to have is uh, someone else who is willing to hear us as we talk and who might provide us with a bit of a distraction, um, someone who who's around and, and cares deeply about us. And that's the thing that I love about pets and they have... Um, different temperaments that can fit our different temperaments and 
um, yeah, I just, I, I love pets, and, um, luckily my wife and I are, um, fully aware of how, uh, well we are able to keep pets, and so we've only got two, but, uh, we're both animal lovers, and if, uh, we did not restrain ourselves, I'm sure that we would have plenty more than two dogs, we would probably, um, be in a lot of trouble with how many pets we would have if we just had our way with it. But, um, I mean, pet, pets just are, are great to have around. Um, they, they help you think of someone outside yourself, even though, um, their needs aren't always large, um, as they get you thinking of someone else and caring for someone else, um, it, it, it can be a huge help in, in times that are just a little bit harder. And I think that um, having a pet, thinking about caring for a pet, really could be um, what a lot of us need right now. So I don't, if you have pets, you know, I would love to know what, what they are. Um, I would, uh, you know, what, what's your great experience with pets? Like, or, or maybe you didn't have those. I know there are people who've had some relatively poor experiences with pets. Um, and I'm really sorry about that, but maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it's time to try to think about the pets that that are around that you can can love and care for and and what they can give to you as well well our devotional for today um, is going to talk about how to deal with handling the the darker times where you're not really sure what's going on uh, and you're not sure if there's any purpose behind it. Um, this devotional is from A Slice of Infinity and I'd gotten it a while back and just hadn't had a decent chance to share it. Uh, but it, I, I do think it speaks to our kind of uncertainty right now as uh, election results are being counted and we're not really sure how things are going to go. Um, it's a devotional entitled Teachers in the Dark. Um, a Slice of Infinity is a daily devotional from Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. And in this devotional, um, it talks about how um, we we often find ourselves in places where it seems like there's kind of no point in the world and we ask ourselves questions about meaning and purpose and value and those questions come up empty. And uh, then the devotional says that one of our resources uh, as, as people who would uh, be able to interact with the Bible one of our resources is the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, which starts off on a not very positive note 
Uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes starts by saying, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Now we've looked at Ecclesiastes before. This, this book where everything is hard to understand and this world doesn't seem to make sense and all the things that we think would be true about a world created by God just don't quite add up. But also, the book it tries to show that it's not adding up when God isn't a part of the equation. So you look at all of the ways that you try to find meaning and purpose and value in what the writer calls under the sun, without God, just in life. And you look at, well, let's you know eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Let's um, just you know, not withhold any pleasure from ourselves. We'll, we'll seek pleasure wherever we can find it. We will uh, look at our relationships and our friendships. We look at, at attaining great wealth. We look at attaining wisdom and knowledge. And all of these, the writer ends up saying, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't get us there. And uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes Uh, sorry, the writer of this devotional, then ends up pointing to how we, we wish that there was an obvious answer. And the book of Ecclesiastes does the same. It wants the clear answer. It wants its answer to basically be, well, this is the way things are, cut and dried, you're good to go. And the writer of Ecclesiastes never finds it. The devotional says, like Koheleth, which is the, the Hebrew name for the writer of Ecclesiastes, which means something along the lines of teacher. Like Koheleth, we want better answers, tidier analysis, and more comforting visions, and we have them, but not here, in doubt and darkness. Koheleth shows us the futility of life without God. He makes us feel what life is like from an honest look at how things truly are, he gives us a severe picture of reality. This isn't the Christianity of of escapism where, you know, things get hard and then it's just, oh, well, you know what, it's fine. We'll be okay in the end. This is taking a look, an honest look, at the Christian world that we can see in front of us and noting that it's not right, it's not how it should be, that that things should be different and should be better than they are now. But the devotional goes on, uh, you know, gives us a severe picture of reality and suggests that God is still worth seeking somewhere in the midst of it. I don't know if this is Uh, where you're at, where I think we are kind of in the dark, hazy, not sure what's going on. And we could, right now, with everything going on in the election, seek the easy answer. You know, either blame not enough people for voting the way that you wanted them to vote for, or just kind of throw up our hands and say it doesn't matter, or to 
uh, fall into cliched thinking where you're going to continue, uh, it's not going to change the way that you behave, but you're going to say the nice Christian sounding things, you know, God has everything under control. Whoever wins is God's appointed person for us. And, and yet this devotional is saying God is worth seeking here and now in the dark, in the unknown. Maybe we will find the cliche to actually be true in our experience, and then we cling to it and we say, oh, God, God is to be experienced right here in the midst of this. God is um, you know, at work right now. We see God present and active and moving right now because we believe that God is present here and is worth seeking here even when we aren't able to see but the writer is going to continue on because what Ecclesiastes points us toward is that even prior to the coming of the Messiah according to uh, this devotional Koheleth paints our stark need for the God who is there while the world as we know it is indeed disordered and damaged, and to find answers in the world itself is absurd, God does not abandon us to absurdity. Into this world, into its pain and confusion, God too became flesh and dwelt among us. And it ended for Jesus as tragically as anything we observe under the sun. He went to the cross with the full force of every ugly, honest reality of Ecclesiastes on his shoulders. And he stood with us in that darkness, giving us an equally severe image of a God worth seeking in the midst of it. Some of us are going to walk away from the election elated because our candidates won and everything's fine, right? Some of us are walking away from the election in darkness because our candidates lost and the world's over. Some of us walk away from the election in kind of a murky gray because it doesn't seem like much is really changing or getting better, and who really knows what this future holds. And, and honestly, even if we think the right person won, did, did things improve for us? And what the writer of Ecclesiastes says is that it's exactly in these moments that we are reminded that Jesus became one of us in the darkness and that it's in the darkness that he is so powerfully present with us in, in these moments of uncertainty. Let's not take the easy out, but let's draw close to a God who is there, who is with us in an extremely profound and powerful way. This week, instead of trying to think very deeply about something, uh, I want to give us a space to not be so caught up in the negativity around the election, 
but to hopefully find a better way. And the best way that I can think about doing that is through a prayer called Palms Down, Palms Up Praying. This prayer I found through uh, Richard Foster's book, The Celebration of Discipline. And it is a phenomenal prayer. Um, It's a wonderful help in looking at how we can um, invite God into our life and into the space that we're currently occupying. So we will uh, go palms down, and that's where you uh, hold your hands out in front of you a little bit, and you put your palms down um, with your hands open as if you're holding something out ready to let it go. And obviously, if your palms are opened up, you have let go of it. And we're going to name those things we need to let go of. And then once we've let go, we have uh, emptied ourselves of some of the things that might be filling us up that we need to get rid of. And now we've created a space to accept from God those things that we need to move forward and draw closer to God. So that's my hope for this time. We'll go palms down. We'll let go of a lot of the negative stuff around the election. Or we might even let go of some things that of themselves aren't negative, but will keep us from where we need to be. And then we'll put our palms up. And we will ask God to give us those things that we want. The things that we feel like we need right now. So right now, try to, try to find a way to get away from distractions. Hold out your hands in front of you with your palms face down, your hands open. And just think about the stuff that you want to get rid of that's inside of you right now. I might not get around to naming it, but that doesn't mean it's not something for you to let go of. One of the first things that I think we need to let go of is all of the anxiety. Maybe you would call it worry, fear, uncertainty, doubt. Just let it go. That probably came from somewhere. It's probably a fear of something, a fear of what the future holds. Let go of the future. There's nothing we can do about it right now. Maybe it's a fear of what is going to happen to you. You've been hearing a lot of the news, a lot of things that have happened. Maybe that's made you afraid. Let go of it.
maybe it's a fear because it seems like you've lost control. Let go of that. And let go of your desire to be in control. We don't need to be in control. There's nothing that we can do now to change the election results, to change the past. So just let it go. Let go of any of your anger. Let go of how you feel about the people who voted differently from you. Let go of the anger. Let go of the hate. Let go of the disgust. Just let it go. Let go of your need to be right. Let go of your need to be right about how the election was going to go. Let go of your need to be right about who was going to win and by how much. Let go of your need to be right about the best candidate. Just let it go. Let go of anything else negative that you're feeling right now. Negative thoughts. Negative words that you're wanting to say to yourself or to others. Just let it go. Now, that we have let go, we've emptied ourselves of all this stuff, we've let go of all of it, there's now space for new things to be brought in, better things to be brought in. So put your palms up and first just bask in the warmth, in the goodness of this moment, the warmth of the fire. Maybe you hear the fire crackling. You, you can feel the warmth radiating off of it. Just bask in that for a little bit. Maybe you're listening to this, the sun is shining. Uh, it's a, a nice day outside. Just bask in the, in the light, in the, the warmth, in the beauty around you. And now tell God what you, what you need or what you want. Ask God for more of God's love for you. Help you feel it more. As the Bible tells us, it's not our 
courage or determination that gets rid of fear, but it's perfect love, God's love that casts out fear. Ask God to remind you of that love. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and begin producing fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. Which of those fruit do you need today? Peace, kindness, self-control, whatever it is. Ask God to give you some more of that right now. Ask God to help ground you not in your hopes for the future, but in God. God has plans for the future. They're going to be better than anything we've thought about. They might not be painless. They might not be easy. But they're good. So ask God right now for the good plans. For the ability to have faith in God's continued work in the world. And then if there's anything else that has been going on not related to the election, feel free to continue doing this. If a situation comes up, feel free to do this very quickly. Name the situation. Try to name how it makes you feel, what is going on with you. Release it to God and ask God to give you what you need. But for right now, we will be done. We've come to God and paused and asked God to give us just a bit more of God's self. And while we'll never be able to get enough, for right now, I think we've had enough. Hopefully we'll come back for more again soon. But as often happens, at this point, it seems like the fire's already starting to die out. And um, I feel like I need to be ready to go elsewhere. So um, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it so much. Hopefully we will get 
a chance to do this again soon. But until next time, I'm Jason Stanley. I'm very grateful that you joined me for this fireside chat. Take care. Thank you.